I have learned something very important recently, also from a fellow Realm classmate, no less, that I find may be useful to share with you. I will keep the actual situation private, but will use a metaphor, as usual, to transmit the message. The metaphor is as follows. A blindfolded and earplugged relative of that fellow classmate was feeling uneasy and decided to ask the authorities for advice. She received a message back, in braille, if you like, that told her to go to a busy highway on foot and walk around the lanes during rush hour. Dazed with the fear of disobeying others that surely know better than a blindfolded and earplugged woman, she went there and stepped onto the busy highway. After a while, a policeman came and gave her another message in Braille that stated, You are in danger. Follow our instructions and you will have a chance of survival. She trusts them because she believes that God works good works through the authorities, who guide the blindfolded and earplugged along their paths in such a world. Yet they have already lied when they sent her there in the first place, but she does not realize the lie because she does not see her predicament being blindfolded and earplugged. Now the conundrum as it was presented is this. Her relative, that is, our realm classmate who talked with me, is not blind nor deaf, and he can see the danger she is in. In fact, he can see that a truck is slowly but surely approaching from the horizon on the highway towards her, who doesn't even know she is wandering in the middle of a busy highway. She can't see the cars passing by, she can't hear their horns or engines. When some just miss her, she tells herself it was the wind blowing a bit stronger and nothing more, to calm the sting of fear. When her relative tries to explain to her that this is a highway, that she might be run over at any time, she replies that this cannot be, because she trusts God, who works also through the authorities of the world, be them evil or good. So this our friend and brother asked me for advice, and I now see that the advice I gave him was wrong. I apologized. I told him, grab her by the arm and pull her out of there, by force if needed. Save her life, save her from the pain and death, whether she sees it or not. By the time you manage to explain the situation and break through to her, it might already be too late and she will have been run over. She cannot see or hear, but you can. He went and thought about it. He contemplated on the matter by himself. Then he came back and told me that if he had tried to do what I advised, he would lose far more than his relative. He would be no different from the authorities who deceive and force souls into their schemes. He reminded me that pain and death are fundamental aspects of this realm and that all of us were on the highway at least once. Some of us were even run over by the truck on the horizon or a mere passing sedan and suffered and died. And yet, here we are. I told him that I was saved just in that forceful way from the highway once, pulled away by force as a blindfolded and earplugged soul. 
Once safe, I was able to remove the cloth from my eyes and see and take off the cotton from my ears and hear. And then I saw the highway and the cars and especially the truck that was destined to hit me and tear me apart. He told me that this happened because I was ready to see and hear, to remove the blindfold and earplugs. I merely needed a circumstance to do it. She, however, is not, not yet, and that the will to see and hear must first arise in her. If he pulled her away, she would not be able to ever see the highway or the cars, nor hear them. She would never remove any of her limitations and not even believe that there was a truck she was saved from, having not confronted herself with that evident fact due to her impaired senses. So the result would be an even further submersion into blindness and deafness, this time trusting nobody at all but the authorities because these were the ones who she wasn't aware of having directly deceived her, even though they were the ones who directly did. If he forced her into stepping away from the highway and thus saved her from the truck, she would lose her soul. My friend thanked me for my advice, but told me then that any decision and trust would have to come from her, and that if the truck did tear her apart, as painful as it was for any who loved her and saw and heard the truck and the highway, she would come back at least partially healed from that false blindness and deafness, as many of us did, for our true selves cannot die. All suffering is needless, except when we ourselves decide we need it. I understood and recognized the calm wisdom behind this conclusion. My advice was that of a quick, rash action whose consequence would actually save her from nothing, but merely delay her presence, blindfolded and earplugged, on that highway, just for another day. And this time, completely alone by choice, or even worse, accompanied by false love, perhaps with nobody to embrace her through the fright of starting to see, to listen to her doubts and help her understand her newfound senses. I understood that my advice was not actually at its core, trying to save her from the pain and death. It was trying to save me and my friend from the suffering of witnessing her being run over by blind and deaf choice. So I would, in his position, forcefully save her to save myself from the confrontation with that loss, if it came to pass. I am blessed to be in touch with such enlightened people and I am humbled by what I learn every day. Prevention of suffering can only be done with awareness, with wisdom and compassion. Protecting another from pain that is not seen by them merely increases its intensity, delaying its application for another worse day. This reminds me of a quote from the 1982 movie Conan the Barbarian where Conan and Subotai, his travel companion, look back upon their lives and the impending battle that they have to face ahead. I remember days like this, when my father took me to the forest and we ate wild blueberries. More than 20 years ago, I was just a boy of four or five. 
the leaves were so dark and green then. The grass smelled sweet with the spring wind. Almost 20 years of pitiless combat. No rest, no sleep like other men. And yet the spring wind blows, Superdai. Have you ever felt such a wind? They blow where I live, too. In the north of every man's heart. It's never too late, Superdai. No. It would only lead me back here another day. In even worse company. For us, there is no spring. Just the wind that smells fresh before the storm. To save her from the pain of that approaching truck, as blindfolded and earplugged as she is, would not be an act of love but a delay that would eventually accumulate far more suffering than it aimed to prevent in the first place. She could be completely alone next time, or in worse company. She could, as a consequence, go back and suffer even more on the wheel of this realm without any of it causing any inch of awakening within. After all this realization, having been taught an important lesson, I remembered the song Rabbit in Your Headlights, and its official video clip by the band Uncle with Radiohead's Tom York, which I will place in the description for you to hear and read the lyrics, and especially see the video clip, which is very symbolic. I surely hope that this lesson is also of use to you, my fellow classmates in the realm, my friends. In this realm, there are those who are living and voluntarily choose death as a way of existence. Then there are those who sprout from these living dead, like maggots will sprout in dead flesh, and all they do is consume and consume, as the world tries to shamefully disappear itself. Then there are those who are living, but are blinded into death, feeding the grave and wearing their tombstone. We are responsible for our own compassion towards those who could know, maybe even should know, but keep covering their eyes and ears. The best we can do for them is not to protect, for who can protect another from his own soul's shadow coming to haunt them, from his own chosen fate? This does not mean we do not try, but as soon as we find that the way is shut, the best we can do for them and ourselves is to be compassionate and endure the needless suffering of witnessing them endure their needless suffering until they see us and then we smile.